I kind of want people to see my paintings that don't necessarily look like my graph, but there'll be something in it, whether it's the shape or the colour or something. They were the best times when you're doing the shittest pieces, kind of the worst tags. You know, you're like embarrassed to see them. It's like, it was, it's great looking back. All the cultures were talking about skateboarding, graffiti, whatever. Unfortunately, we all are, most of us are like fucking party dudes and we all hit it too hard and it's like, yeah, try, try and be balanced with that shit. Hello again, mate. Welcome to episode 82 of Toy Division. This episode is with someone from the north of England. We discuss his early influences, how powerful a trip to Barcelona was, and we talk about mental health and also some geopolitical politics, which is always a nice subject. The Slam Door magazine has been printed. All the orders are being sent out. Thanks to every single person that's bought one. A couple of people have bought t-shirts. Absolutely amazing. There's plenty left. So check out the Instagram, Toy Division 2. That's Toy Division 2 for info about where you can buy a copy of the mag. There's some t-shirts left, but there's only smalls. So I definitely couldn't fit into a size small. Massive shout to the person who I met this week um, running a workshop. I know they listen to this podcast. And thanks for keeping it on the download because they recognize my voice. So anyway... Enough of my waffling. Please enjoy. Okay, so this is another episode of Toy Division, and I'm talking today with someone from the north of England, and we were just having a very brief discussion, well, we say brief, before the recording started, as is always the case, um, about the current world situation so just a bit of context if you're listening to this in the far distant future um in the year 2050 if the world still exists then um yep. it's uh Jan- yeah fingers crossed well i don't know hopefully well no hopefully i'm not saying i hope it doesn't um <laughs> yeah. january 2022 so that's when this is being recorded and um yeah so i've you know we had that brief conversation but how's um how's things going for you at the moment in um so where are you in england just to give a bit of uh, geography in manchester okay so manchester, northwest yeah which is quite a well-known city in the general kind of lexicon minds mind's eye of people in the world isn't it because it's like people you say Absolutely. england people think like london and then if you said to them manchester they'd be like oh yeah. okay i kind of know about that yeah um, and at this point in the year, I'm guessing it's pretty cold. Pretty cold. We haven't got any snow. But we, we always have rain. So it's raining, it's cold, but it's uh, we're avoiding the snow at the moment, which is good. And I'm still so fucking English because I'm like, oh, how yeah. is the weather? The weather's- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, weather's still shit and everybody still drinks tea and everybody's an alcoholic. That's pretty much what's going on in the country still. Oh. Um, there's a lot more Gregs nowadays than, uh, than, other, than there was you know 10 years ago and i think this period this period has been the longest that i haven't been back to england um to visit family and stuff so i think for me now it's been since um, september 2019 so hopefully that's on the cards but anyway we did discuss that there may be some barriers to jump for that anyway so yes yes so let's talk about good old graffiti writing yep so I guess the question would be, yeah, 
as always, where did it get started for you? Can you, you know, maybe a fair while ago, I get the impression yeah. you've been writing for a long time ago, but where did you kind of first start seeing and noticing graffiti? Yeah, it's a, it's a funny one because like, I've been writing graffiti for a long time, but in, in the terms of actual graffiti, it's like, it was already started when I was born, do you know what I mean? Born in the, in the late 80s. But I started when I was pretty old, really. I think I was about 15, 14, 15, really. I wasn't like a proper young kid. Shit, is that, um, is that was, old to start? I think so. Well, compared to some people that, are, that, that you hear in the old, you know, in like the in the in the eighties or the nineties, yeah. yeah. Maybe Fuck, I, was, I started when way. I was your. I started about the same time, and I thought that was pretty young. But maybe because then I, yeah. I then had yeah. an interview with someone who's like, yeah, I was, I was going out and doing stuff, and I was like ten. I was like, oh, that's shit. what I mean. Yeah, that's that's what's fucking crazy. Uh, but that seems like to me in my brain that's the norm. I mean, it wasn't like old. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't like in my twenties mm. or thirties when I started. But it's like. Yeah, um, basically when I was dead young, I was into skateboarding, I was a skateboarder. Mm. And um, I was just like, like anything, like the majority of graffiti writers have like addictive personalities, you know, in some form or or another. So I literally just dedicated all my time that I could. And when you're a kid, you know, you've got no responsibility. So you can just literally finish your school, go and do that. Do you know what I mean? It's like you buy a skateboard and then it's free. You just have to get about or jump the train or whatever you want to do. So that was cool. It was a good way of like traveling and meeting people, pre-internet, all that kind of stuff. So just started to notice graffiti as I went around. And when I was, um, God, I, was I was young, I was too young. Like we, we went we went to Barcelona in 2003. And that was when I saw like, actually people doing graffiti in person, like in the streets, because you just never saw it. Like it was in them days where yeah. it wasn't like standard. Whereas now, you know, you walk into any major city, there'll be kids painting like legal walls or whatever that like, there's graffiti, you might see somebody do a tag, which is just insane. Like, you know, you'd never see that when I was a kid. No. Um, <laughs> no. So going to Barcelona was like a big eye opener. It was amazing. The, the graph then was amazing back then. It was like on fire. Mm. So was the skateboarding. But that's when I started to transition. So I've got like a few photographs of that trip where I've done like little shitty pen tags everywhere. And like, uh, yeah, it was really good. Really, really good eye opener. Like, and that's when I started to sort of transition about 2003. 2004, I started writing the name that I'm still writing. So that was, you know, a good while ago now, nearly 20 years. And Barcelona is a very interesting um, point because I remember hearing that it was, I can't, I, fuck knows, my past is so blurred by drug and alcohol yeah, yeah. abuse that I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was this rumour going around and I'm pretty sure it was, I don't know about, I don't know if you'd heard this, that it was, it was like, you only get a 50 euro fine if you get caught, that kind of shit, yeah. If you get caught doing graph in Barcelona, so the police yeah. must be super fucking chilled, and yeah. yeah, it must. And then you go there and you're like, nah, the police are not chilled at all. They're actually <coughs> no. probably the fucking opposite. Um, but yeah, and in the like two or three or four different fucking police forces over there, it's mental. There's all like yeah. mad confusion. It's fucking bizarre. Yeah. But what an amazing city. Well, I mean, I've I've actually, only, I've actually only been there once, and I went with my mum and my brother when he was like six yeah, yeah. or seven, and well, I was in my early twenties because he's a lot younger than me. My siblings are a lot younger, and I just went and grabbed some paint and just went out early morning, just mega. doing just doing tags and stuff and in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> but I remember just like you were saying, just. It was a, you know, where I was, yeah, there was bits and bobs dotted around. There was yeah, definitely same, a scene, but the the quantity and the also... Qu- I the was, quantity and the quality for yeah. me was just mind-blowing in them days. Like, I was like, fucking hell, wow. 
and like also Dr. so many styles as well. Sorry to yeah, interrupt. So yeah, so many and, styles. And almost kind of like, the, not the birth, but like street art shit was in his private. He was actually pretty good. Like mm. There's a lot of good shit. Like La Mano was up and all that kind of stuff. Remember that, like the hand? So dope. Prime, just like that shit was everywhere. And like, <sighs> so much good stuff. And I was just like blown away. And like, you know, like I was starting to like read magazines and shit. And like noticing some of the street eyes of the famous street eyes were like over there and yeah, it was just a, that was a really that was a that was a game changer for me as, as a kid and then like uh, that's when I kind of just basically stopped, kind of just dividing my energy from skateboarding into graffiti and then haven't been on a skateboard for years. Like you know, I'm, it, it kind of never leaves you, but like I haven't been, I don't actively skateboard anymore, which is a shame. And like my time's just gone into graffiti basically. And then you know, in certain aspects aspects of life, it's like. Even that time changes, you know, you get different responsibilities when you get older. Mm. So it's like, yeah, it's mad. It's just mad how you kind of, your obsession is always there, but it kind of changes and kind of mutates into something else that catches your attention. So For me, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, as, as always, I think this is the therapist in me to some degree, but I write down notes as people are talking and then go back to okay. some certain points because I yeah, think yeah. there's some really interesting points there which seem to be a recurring theme on a lot of these podcasts and this is with, with people from across different parts of europe and the world really that yep. skateboarding or skating i mean i will admit i started off rollerblading i know that's not the coolest yep. thing to admit but um skateboarding was are you still there so yeah um so yeah just as i was saying that skateboarding and as I did mention that uh, rollerblading, that's where I first yeah, started. Yeah, yeah. Skateboarding has a lot to answer for when it comes to somehow getting people Definitely. into graffiti. Um, Definitely. From your experience, like you were saying, it, it brought about, you know, travel, um, interacting yeah. with other people. Um, yeah. And that's very interesting, you know, that transition from skating to um, doing graffiti or being a writer, whatever. Yeah. As I was discussing with someone else the other day, I had this idea in my mind because I just kept injuring myself skateboarding. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I did actually so recently that I hadn't stepped on a skateboard for a long time and tried to do right. a ollie inside the house and slipped over. Nice. And basically cracked a fuck, like landed on my elbow and basically just smashed oh, my elbow. And it's interesting how that I was like, fuck, do I really? But anyway, I shouldn't give up. But um, no, but, no, no. But yeah, but I had this idea in my mind. I was like, doing graffiti, you couldn't, you wouldn't get injured doing graffiti. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, I think I thought that at first. <laughs> fucking hell. Yeah, until you then nearly get fucking hit by a train or you Jesus fall off Christ, something. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madness. So, like, so any young bucks listening to this? This is what I try and say yeah. as much as possible. Be careful. Like, be yeah, careful sure. out there. God, so Jesus many Christ. being anywhere near trains, high up, abandoned buildings. Yeah. Be fucking careful. Um, yeah, I've seen some pretty much shit go down. Fucking hell. But it happens. You know, you just got to be safe. You got to be careful. But um, yeah, no, so like skateboarding for me was like, it was really interesting because like I say, you give you that travel, you got to meet people, like-minded people, and then they're yeah. kind of like music culture even like because you know I, I was always as a kid i was always creative i was always an art i was always drawing you know yeah. I was always like an artist type, type kid and I, I was fortunate enough as well to hang out with some older dudes and they did graffiti uh. they were already writing they like had a few track sides so when we get the train into town we'd be like yo there's that guy's piece and we'd be like wow like we know him he's done that 
and it was all stush, like nobody used to talk about shit. It was just like, wow, like, you know, it was just like the way it should be, the way it was, it was great. Uh, so I, I didn't want to toy myself out. So I'd like used to sketching shit for a while before I even did tags or anything. Uh, and then obviously when I did start, I was fucking dog shit, but I just wasn't quite as dog shit as I should have been. Do you know what I mean? But I was still shit. Yeah, that's clever to at least give yourself some time. I I think it back. Was you. Yeah. And I just used to come out, oh my God, I did so much, so many shit. We pieces. all did. We all did, mate. <laughs> it was just amazing. Like I, I, like, I think back to it sometimes and I just think like, wow, it's like, like I didn't even know how to, like, how to produce a piece. Like I was doing the black, the outline first. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, like mad shit like that. Whereas, it's, like, now, you know, your kid could just go on fucking YouTube and, like, learn how to do a fucking piece. Like, there'll be videos, I'm assuming. Well, probably fucking well, there will be, won't there? There is. A lot of it's people... It's like skating, that... like, learning how to ollie. It took me, like, years how to fucking <laughs> ollie, whereas now kids can do, like, fucking whatever in about a week because, you know, they can. it's all analysed and broken down. It's like, fucking hell. I actually went Man. to a skate... There's a skate park near me here in melbourne and it's a cool no. skate park the the work that's yeah, gone yeah. into it is so dope it's basically like waste ground that's in kind of limbo and the actual skaters have created an insanely Amazing. good skate park right yeah like a um, diy yeah but there's kids down there that look and again it's they're probably in their fucking early 20s and i think they're kids because i'm in my late 30s yeah, but um yeah, there's so. kids doing fucking tricks and i'm just like holy fuck <laughs> this one kid yeah. just did like a kick flip I don't even know the terms for the ship. He did like yeah, a kick, yeah, yeah. flip, and then a grind. I don't, I don't know the technical. And I, I was looking at him and I was thinking, he looks about 14. And I was thinking, Jesus how the Christ. fuck? Maybe I'm just jealous. Anyway, so mm. also, you did mention Lamana. So that actually yeah, yeah. came up in an interview with someone that I did the other day. So for someone that hasn't seen something like Lamano, how yeah, would yeah. you describe that person's stuff i kind of like i guess the term is like iconism like he had an icon rather than a tag it's a bit like a symbol like rather than you know it was like almost like yeah like symbolism basically mm. uh like the you know like i say there was the london police all that kind of shit which i ended up meeting one of them years ago when i was a kid yeah i was hyped they were painting some like graph thing in uh, in manchester yeah and i was like giving them stickers and this, this london i was like oh why is that fucking ill He's like, I'm down with the Manchester boys. And he was like, can you tag my shoe? And I remember tagging his van's shoe. It was hyped. Like, I was like, fucking hell. He was like rocking my tag on his foot. Like, while he was painting this festival, I remember being like blown away. Um, so sounds pretty yeah, friendly then. That he was like... super friendly. He was super, that was in Manchester. Was years later, like, I remember seeing his shit in Barcelona as a kid. And I remember reading the books. And I was kind of, I was into all of it. I was into graffiti then. I was like, I liked street art because it wasn't, super corny it was like pretty good like i say the man was doing shit people were doing cool shit back then it wasn't all like money driven or like like i don't know it was just it, it just feel like the whole culture was different it was more fun it was more like honest I yeah felt. so if someone's imagining what lamano's stuff is it's basically like a hand isn't it so it's a hand it's a bit um like keith herring shit do you know what i mean like super yeah. simple usually like a couple of like lines around it like it's sort of glowing or it's kind of like in motion um yeah, amazing. Some so cool shit. Like I've ever seen loads of stuff. Like even like street art that like you know, like there was somebody used to call I think they called Swoon and they used to do like mad cutouts. Remember that? Like a street artist. No, and, and that's the thing, yeah, isn't it? I guess... a female. Yeah, and I'm she actually like, stuff there and like and like all that all that shit. Like I say, I wasn't there for the street art because I was like kind of learning about graffiti and like I say, I, I noticed like my friends are doing it like on that trip to Barcelona. Yeah. So. 
it was just I was just inspired by all of it. I was never like, oh, that shit's whack, and this is what I'm into. I was like, I liked all of it, and I, I take think, bits that I like from everything. You know what I mean? And I think there's always been, like, uh, and I don't know how you felt about this. I'm, I mean, I guess this is why I think talking to different, um, talking to different people from different parts of England or the UK or whatever or the world, really, really, because yeah. I think where I was coming up. Drawing a so I just quickly um, googled Lamano and um, this dope Lamano piece. It says two thousand and there's like that's a the hand. ones. It looks a bit like a, it's oh. like a like a, like almost like a spaceship, like a Haribo looking thing. Yeah, and there's like that's a fucking the that, there's that, a hand. Kind of it was fucking sick. There's a hand. It was so good, all that shit. There's a hand gripping the two, and then there's a hand poking out the end of the, the last zero. Then in the wow. zeros, there's like faces. I'll just fuck, I'll take a screenshot and send it to you because it's fucking dope. And yeah, send it me. Have a look. But where I was coming up, like if you did something like that, it'd be like, what the yeah, you, uh, fuck yeah. is, bruv? What the fuck is this well, shit? Yeah. Well, that's the whole thing. That in London, bruv. It was the it was the Euro style, wasn't it? Like you know, it was oh. always just fucking Euro style, like European graffiti. It's like fucking hell. Because I remember early websites coming out, like there was that one called Art Crimes, and it was yeah. like categorized by country. Mm. So you could click on Germany, it'd be like proper militant German style. Click on like England, London, it'd be like London style. Yeah. Click on like, you know, even like space. Everybody, like, everybody had their own style. Like we always say, especially in like the in the UK, like you know, like Birmingham had its own kind of style. Liverpool, like Manchester, yeah. definitely had its own style. It's like dead interesting, like almost like accents. You know, people were like really like this is what we do. So I totally agree with you. Whereas if you did something a bit fun or a bit weird, people were like, what the fuck's that? That's weird. Do you know what I mean? So where were you getting your, what, what, who were the writers you can remember seeing up? Because one thing I would uh, definitely say is, just before you bless us yeah, with yeah. The, the knowledge, is that when I started encountering people from the North, yeah. I remember seeing their style. And this, again, we're talking about, you know, the internet was there. I'm not pretending it, I was like born in the yeah, night. Yeah. Fucking, but no. the influence was very different. And I remember seeing the style, people I'm still mates with these days, Mm-hmm. I remember seeing their styles and being like, wow, this is fucking yeah. different from what I've yeah. done. So yeah. who can you remember seeing where you were like, wow, that's fucking dope? I specifically remember, um, and I specifically remember these orange tags by, you know, a good friend of mine now, he's a proper king, uh, Onek, and then I remember seeing these Onek tags and I actually read it as 1K at first. Like I just didn't even, but it was dead clear and they were in orange and they were just repeated on the, on the train line just as you were coming into Manchester. And I remember thinking like, oh, right. So you have a name and you keep writing it. Like I, I didn't even, that didn't even come to my head. I thought like, maybe they do a different piece, different words every time. It's like starting to figure out, oh, this guy writes that word. And you know, like you pick a word and you stick with it basically. So I remember seeing that and then I started to notice it like in different places. Cause again, being a skateboarder, like, you know, you're checking for spots, back alleys, that kind of shit. I'd be like, all oh, right, mm. he's been there, he's been there. And like that kind of whole like making images of like people. And then like, you know, there'd be another guy who used to tag up really high and I'd be like, I bet he's fucking dead tall. You know, it's like really basic shit that you just like imagine as a kid. It was interesting. Like, yeah, I loved it. But yeah, like uh, we were, I was blessed to see like even old car one, two, three pieces just still, a few of them were still knocking oh, around. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. Car one, two, Serious. three. Serious. Like a few were just there. And like, I also remember he Carl used to always put up a dude called Black Lodge who I now know is like a musician he's great really interesting dude and I remember that name I remember thinking that was a really cool word like Black, Black Lodge like, it's fucking bizarre 
Is but it's a, a sick ref- name. Is that a reference to something? I think it is. I think Twin it's Peaks. like in a film, it's in a cult thing or something years later. But I just remember this, that car one, two, three piece at the Gasworks in Manchester. It was there on the side wall. And it, yeah, it was a, a Black Lord reach with it because it was fucking good times, man. And like shit was respected, shit was left alone. People tried, people were like, put effort in. Do you know what I mean? Like they just had style, effortless style, but it was fucking good. Like you could see the quality, you know, like it had been, you know, it was really good. Not that it isn't now, I'm not saying that, but you know what I mean? It just felt a bit different. Maybe my eyes were younger, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I was going to say about Carl123. So anyone that's listening to this in Melbourne or yeah. from Australia, and I know people do, I know, I know, I know, I don't know how many, but I've had many conversations with people from Melbourne where I'm like, they go, oh, Carl123 style. And I'm like, oh, Carl123 TPG. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm like, oh, originally from the UK. And they're like, nah, fuck off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. And they're like, what? Hang on. What? Are we talking about the same Carl? And I'm like, yeah. And then I maybe like screenshot them some old panels or whatever and send them through. And they're just like, oh, shit. You know, when someone's probably that active in certain places that yeah, people assume. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I'm, I mean, I've, you know, there's, you know, we've, we've always got certain pals where you can be sending each other like, because there was, um, is it Thrappage magazine? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know the guy who runs, well, he used to run that. Like, um, he's doing like some projects now, actually. He's a really cool guy. Dope. Because I got the best yeah, of, because I'd always seen he's it. He's in Orbiter as well. Yes. He's in Orbiter. And there's like a little interview in there. Anyway, I'm just fucking fanboying over Carl now. But um, one thing about, you mentioned Onek. Um, yeah. There was a crew, I remember the crew name they had. I don't know if it's, I think they've still NM. got it, NM. So NM. Yeah. from my they understanding, yeah. One of the one of the meanings was Northern Monkeys. And that was one of them. Because that's, I believe, a reference to the scene in Lockstock where there's the Oh, guy, I don't know about that. It could there's, be. There's the guys from Scout uh, the Scousers, and then there's the yeah. there's the Cockney guy. And he and it, the Cockney guy says, Oh, I fucking hate Northern Monkeys. And then they go, oh, and then the Scousers, I won't try and do a Scouse accent, go, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, oh, I fucking hate these Southern fairies. And I always wanted to put up SF for Southern fairies. Yeah, that's pretty sick. But then I was like, uh, nah, I, now. I, remember, I remember another meeting with NM was No Mercy, which I always thought was sick. That's a hard, No Mercy. There was loads yeah. like, they used to always my the panels. Fucking hard, that is. So if anyone. And the graph was super intimidated, like really big fucking intimidating it was really good like you know still is but he was just like killer but all the writers were kind of from the north and the further north as well you know what i mean it, it, it links up so if, but, yeah. if anyone doesn't know that crew they need to go and look because that is a big part yeah. of UK in the 90s history, yeah. it's still still absolute king now but in the 90s that was like early 2000 when i was into like golden era as people call it it was like fucking hell wow so like Keezer, Dism, Onyx. <laughs> anyway, we're just we're just doing. This is what I love about these convos, where it like brings back all the. Because I remember seeing stuff by them in like graphitism, and I'd be like, yeah, yeah. "Fuck, that looks so different. What's that?" And it was often yeah. on those. Not always, because I know they were very active in very different places. But a lot of the Royal Mail freights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big. Yeah, there was a few big places, a few big yards that they used to just regularly go and paint. But yeah, they, I remember that era. They were like flat things, weren't they? Yeah. And me the and my mate rack, were trying to yeah. find them in our area, like going, we want to find the Red Royal. And they were, they, they were not <laughs> yeah, they around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting all hyped. It's a bit early for this. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking, well, it's not, it's not like, I mean, it's dark here. When it's going dark at like fucking four o'clock at the minute, it's bollocks. 
I'm getting G'd up at like eight in the morning in Australia over graph. I remember. So you did mention some mags, like you were saying, oh, you were looking at magazines and stuff. Yeah. Can you remember what those uh, mags no were? Hostage. Hold no hostage. And I met the guy who kind of was involved in that years later, who's a sick writer. Yes. It's just interesting, like, you know, but it's like anything. It's like, you know, if you're dedicating years of your life and you, you know, you're into it, you end up just like, just through life, just kind of morphing and meeting these people. You know, you just meet these people that you that you looked up to and still do. Do you know what I mean? It's, it is interesting. Um, and hopefully they're safe. Yeah. autism, <laughs> that was like a bit whack, but that was around. Uh, the magazine and there was fucking yeah hold no hostage was sick and thrappage was sick and then just a few like kind of homemade zines that knocked about yeah um what was that other one was it called like bomb alert yeah nailed it i think yeah that was sick there was loads there was loads of good shit it was like again like kind of like skating was it was proper diy it was you know shitty fucking stuff like photocopied on but it was it was good I think um, really good. Hold No Hostage sticks out to me because I remember the, I think it was issue two, I think, where they had, and yeah, you're without then obviously hotting people up. The person who does make it is a very, very skilled writer, but that's that whole thing yeah. of like, you then realise down the line and then you're like, oh shit, okay, I get that. But the yeah. orange cover, it was no, almost was, like- Yeah, you read in my mind, the orange with the white <laughs> illustration, kind of the silver double outline. Oh God. Yeah, that's the, uh, that, you know, I think that's the only one I've got. Like, I've still got that magazine somewhere, that, but that's the only one I've actually got. My cousin Killer. tea leafed that because he was like, oh, he, well, he got, I we're pretty sure he was on the smack or the crack or something, and right. then just robbed my Cope Two Kings Destroy video, my Hold No Hostage, my well, Bomb Alert. It, I mean, yeah, no harm in that one, but that was a sick video at the time. I, I, mean, I nicked somebody's, I, it was like through a writer's thing, it was on VHS when we like, recorded it. Yeah, and I nicked it off a writer who had nicked it off another writer, and I don't know where that fucking. I probably still got the video in a box somewhere, somewhere, somewhere. Oh, yeah. But somebody was like, "You've got my fucking video," and I was like, "No, I got it off him." But he was like, "Yeah, he rubbed it off me." Like, <laughs> Get, getting worse and worse with each copy, oh, just know, like getting even more crumbly. Um, but it's interesting. You also mentioned graphitism because I remember graphitism starting off in a certain way, and then it became quite. I don't know if you Mercial, remember. like super, yeah. It came like yeah. a bit like fucking. Yeah, I think the first issues were pretty sick from memory. Like, yeah. it was pretty sick. And then it just went a bit like fucking, I don't know, library safe. I don't know what the word is. It was just a bit shit. Yeah. When it was like um, amazingly professional, like crew photos. Yeah. It's like yeah, more yeah, of a, yeah, yeah. And nothing wrong with graphic design because obviously graphic design then ties into graffiti for so Absolutely. many writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it kind of lost that. It was super polished. It wasn't like these magazines that somebody's making or somebody's trying. You know what I mean? It was. It wasn't raw in any in any <laughs> respect. You know what I mean? It was. It was some amazing shit in some of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, like some the amazing thing I've shit just, in there. like the thing I've just made recently where I have no in design experience at all, and just right. hopefully it's not as shit as. You know, it's that whole thing. It's like, did you yeah. mean to make it shit? And it's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah kind yeah. of. Yeah, it's like an anti-style totally comment of fucking But I mean, hell. yeah, I mean, if, you, if you're if good, if the quality is good, then it's, it's going to be great. If the content's good, that's all that matters. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's all it really comes down to. Whew, I like that. That's a bit of um, that's a bit of positivity. Because you know, I don't know if you have this that doesn't matter how much you engage in something, but there's always that underlying like imposter syndrome with a lot of things. Do you 100%. ever do you ever experience All that with what you do? Hundred percent. In in yeah, even with, everybody does to a certain extent. I think unless you know some people are super confident or what in different ways, but hundred percent. I know exactly what you're coming. I'm always like, this is fucking shit. Like why why does it that you know. So you know, I'm always like, yeah, and I'm never, yeah, I'm always got that shit. But 
pretty much everybody I know is the same, which is, you know, I don't know. It's a mad boat we're all in, but yeah, I definitely have that shit. And it doesn't matter how many people say, oh, I like what you've done with this or that. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm always like, like yeah. I'm always like, yeah, I need to try harder. Like, I need to do like more and try harder. I'm like, I'm fucking not trying. I'm still shit. Like, I need to fucking get on with it. But I'm like, you know, getting the effort out is just, I don't know, it's hard. It's hard to explain before. Yeah. I know, mate, I that's, 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 and I don't just think that's with writers. Um, I mean, when no. I was, um, when I used to work for a company that was predominantly psychologists, um, I'm not a psychologist, I'm an occupational therapist, different type of therapist. But um, I worked with a lot of psychologists and one of the psychologists who was my supervisor was talking about when she worked at one of the most prestigious universities in Australia, where it was psychology professors that are like the top, top, top of their game, like world renowned researchers. And like, if you said their name in like the nerdy in them circles yeah. they'd be like wow fuck and apparently they used to go to sessions with her saying right. i think i'm shit i don't know what i'm doing yeah and that's that realization and this is what i'd like to talk to about because talk to people about is because it's so easy to think that we're shit at things and to really yeah. and i think the other thing which comes from graph culture is it's i don't know if you found this but at, definitely in the beginning in the early days it's merciless it's like, oh fucking hell, yeah! You did one yeah. shit piece. It's like you, you, you're getting crossed out. You're a fucking toy. Die. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty fucking. Mad. It's pretty like. I think when you're young and you're into it, it's pretty like fucking male bravado. A lot of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of it's like I'm breaking the law for some people. Do you know what I mean? Like for some people who haven't like, you know, maybe they've had a relatively normal upbringing or normal parents and normal jobs, and then this is like they're kind of like. You know, they're, they're an outlaw. I feel like there's a lot of young people that do that bullshit. Um, but I feel that's changing. Do you know what I mean? And I'm, I don't know. I don't think any of that matters. But yeah, definitely when I was younger, there was all that shit going about. You know what I mean? Like you hated, people just hated you because they were from a different city for no reason. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck's all that about? Or even if like you, it's a football team or some shit. Or even if you're from the same. So I was a bumpkin. Yeah. I was a bumpkin, right? Because I was yeah. Yeah. 45 minute train from central London. Yeah. So I was a bumpkin. And it was Mental. like, if you're from outside the M25, you're a bumpkin, mate. Even if you're from yeah, inside yeah, yeah. the M25. And there was this hostility of like, yeah. if someone finds out you're not from set, if you're not from like zone one, two, and three on the fucking tube, you're getting yeah. rolled or a kick in because you're a fucking bumpkin. And yeah, mental, mental. <laughs> Um, Mental concepts, man. It's like fucking hell. For all they know, your dad could be a fucking boxer. You could be a boxer yourself. And it's like, all right, yeah. mate, I'm fucking countryside boxer. I'm a bit of this. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just I've, I've, shit. People, like, people just like, yeah, I've, I've never understood kind of like vibing off your postcode shit. I've, I've always thought, well, what, who are you? You know, what's, what are you about? That's, that's who you are. You well, know, it's what you're bringing to the place, not like what it's bringing to you. Do you know what I mean? Well, that's how it should be anyway. I, I don't know. I think that segues. I, I think that segues quite well into one of the things we were going to talk about. So, as people probably know, uh, if they've listened to this before, but this may be someone's first time they've listened to Toy Division, is that we go a bit beyond the like the graffiti stuff. And uh, you know, I love. I could harp on as we have been about a cruise yeah, yeah, yeah. from the north and all this type of stuff. But I think, and we were kind of touching on then, is that often it can be a macho, potentially kind of. And I'm not saying everyone, but, you know, young people coming into the graffiti culture where they're a bit yeah. insecure, they've probably got un- yeah. unresolved traumas, all this type of thing. So we, we didn't talk about mental health. So, yeah. and you said you're happy to talk about that. So 
I guess yeah. Without, I mean, I've, yeah. I've always kind of struggled with mental health, but it's uh, it's like a male family trait in our family. Like uh, even as far back as my granddad in the fifties, like I found like, and they were like Irish farmers. Do you know what I mean? They had mm. fuck all and they'd like mad shit. Like they lived in villages where you know there was like ten people and all that kind of shit. Mm. There was a house next to him, which I didn't know until recently. That this is mental, and this is apparently this is quite normal these days. Is like the, the house, the poor family next to him were that poor that in the winter they used to have a one cow and the cow used to live in the house because they didn't have any place Shit. to put. So they fucking used to sleep with a curtain and half a brick wall and a fucking cow. How mad is that? Jesus. You're like, why would they put the cow outside? But he's like, no, we need, we need, or whatever the fuck it was, but the cow used to live in the gaff. Like, fucking you know. <laughs> so, so he wow. certainly had depression and I found all these mad old poems about him. Yeah. And like, my old man's like a, you know, like a pretty, uh, Pretty mad dude from from Manchester, and he like you know I used to send, but he uh, he can't even read him. He's like, what, what's he talking about? And I'm like, he's fucking depressed, mate. Like he was like a really philosophical, really deep thinking. Like and these are from like the 40s. These letters, yeah. mad. But like my old man, he's got it in his own way, but he kind of can't talk about shit. Whereas me and my brother, we've always spoke about it, being honest about it. You know, I, I've had help for the years and in certain times and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm in a good place at the moment, which is good. But I think it's great. I think it, I think people more people should talk about stuff, and I think more people should go and attempt to get help. And you know, whether it's counselling or whether it's CBT, it's like you know, because again, speaking of my old man, he's in that ilk of thought where oh, it's weak. You know, it's like weak people are fucking depressed or whatever. And it's like fucking hell, mate. It's a lot more complicated than that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that. I mean, for me, that is kind of because my granddad's in his early 80s. So I've got quite a young wow. lineage family-wise. Yeah, yeah, my, yeah. my dad's in just nearly 60 and I'm nearly 40. Yeah, he's pretty young. Yeah. Um, and trying to discuss these types of things with my granddad. So my granddad comes from a history of a lot of domestic violence and abuse and trauma okay. and that type of stuff. And yeah. it has his unresolved issues. But, and him and his brother, you know, his, his older brother, who must be in his mid-80s by now, still yeah, yeah. has these intense outbursts where he will like get into fights on the street in his 80s jesus man he he fucking nutted someone a few years ago over a dispute about a dog being off a lead in a park wow so yeah he's got fuck on the dog he just he's just got that rage yeah but you talk about it you try and talk about it and it's like like you're saying and i think this is a really important part is that it's seen as like weakness I think it was in I think I think that was the way it was sort of parade in them days though do you know what I mean yeah like it really was it was a lot more like like you're talking about graph when you were young it's like it's just harsh like people were like the, you know it wasn't even explored as you know it's like how much it's coming in leagues and bound you know I don't know fuck all about psychology really but I know that you know where it is now than where it was 50 years ago it's like Jesus you know it's like it's like I always say to to people like my old man or whatever I'm like it's like even like policing like they didn't even have fucking DNA in their days, do you know what I mean? They didn't nah. even know about that shit. Nah. It's like, wow. You know, we are really developing, but I do think it, in the olden days, for the sound of it, it definitely, like, was had, like, a block. You know, it was just, like, it was weakness. It needed to not be spoken about and all that kind of shit, which is just fucking dangerous, man. It's, it's it, you know, it's one of them, innit? So I, do, I definitely think it's good that a lot of people are talking more and a lot, there's a lot more out there, a lot more support for people, do you know what I mean? I think, it's, I think that is, and that's one of the things I really want to achieve with this podcast is giving people yeah. an awareness that it's all right to talk to other people. And actually Definitely. one of the most important things is, is to be empathic with your mates, even yeah. if yeah. you can't yeah. get it. 
you know, I, I'll give the example of me, um, was that I was, I had a serious drug and alcohol problem. I probably still yeah. do, but it's under control to some degree. I mean, the same, never with drugs, but with alcohol, but it's always been in our family, like, again. But definitely, yeah, I never, I've, I've avoided drugs because, again, I know that, like, I've got an addictive personality mm. and I know how much I drink anyway. So I'm like, I, I always avoided drugs. I've never, never taken drugs, which is quite surprising to a lot of people that know me. I've never, never even smoked a cigarette, never, which is pretty mad. Oh, that's interesting. Pretty. Everybody I hung around with did, but I just kind of didn't. Um, but definitely made up for it with drinking. <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and I and I had it where I didn't, you know, growing up in the eighties and the nineties and stuff. Yeah, it was you know I I got into that type of thing because I was a very insecure, shy wouldn't say yeah. boo to a goose i was just fucking scared and i found that yeah, as soon yeah. as i started drinking smoking weed and stuff my social image changed but then, I, but then i became this almost this caricature of being having to drink or do drugs to feel because i guess it was probably suppressing a lot of underlying anxieties and insecurities yeah. and then it just elevated into like I was doing drugs and drinking like virtually every day. Yeah. So instead of you doing the drugs, the drugs are doing you basically. That's what that's what goes on when it, when it slips. Yeah. You're yeah. like not even in control. It's like, oh shit. But then that trying to exp- the shit, you know And I mean? then when I, when it's when I'm in and I'm sure you had this the same thing, is like when you're in party mode and everything's fucking all yeah. well and good, everything's like yeah. fucking yeah, great, amazing, yeah, yeah shit. Right. Yeah, come and have a party with us. But then when it goes beyond that, like invisible metaphorical yeah, line yeah, yeah. people start rejecting you and being like definitely oh no he's, 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 yeah he's too oh no he's fucked now keep him away because he gets too pissed and he's a fucking liar yeah 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 so again it's, that- a, it's a mad thing and as you know as you're well aware you probably feel it's like you know there's a whole <clears throat> other conversation about how clearly you know i wouldn't i don't know i can't really cover the world but definitely for the uk it is just it is an alcoholic culture it is definitely pressed yeah. on people you know Somebody dies, you have a drink. Somebody's born, you have a drink. Somebody gets married, you have a drink. If you're fucking sad or you're happy, you have a drink. Like, it's all legal. It's all there. It's all pushed on us. It definitely does work. You know, it's, it doesn't suit some people, but it does It does ease your mind, doesn't it, for, for most people? Yeah. It does stop the bullshit momentarily. It's yeah. never yeah. an actual fix, but it's definitely like, right. yeah. quick, Mo- quick moment- short fix. Momentarily. But that's the thing, isn't yeah. it, where I've had, I've tried to stop drinking. I think I'm on attempt probably about 26 at the moment right and i, I had a okay. bit of a i had a bit of a falling off the wagon last night and had like two stellas and i was like guilt shame cycle Bleh. anyway oh fuck me yeah i've got all that shit all the guilt. that shit and the problem is is that and i i, I kind i i mean i i guess i move in different circles of friends here but when i was living in bristol before i moved here fucking just, hell yeah just trying to explain to people that i'm not drinking people are like why not why yeah, not? you're an alien. Like you're like, what the fuck? That's what everybody does. It. What? What are you on about? Even even when my mum came and visited a few years ago, and you know, yeah, you know, I love my mum, but she's got her own, definitely her own drinking problems. And yeah, yeah. It, I was like, when we went out for dinner, and she was like, oh, shall I get some drinks? And I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not drinking at the moment. She was like, why? Just have one. Come on, what's the problem? And she knows my <laughs> I, life I, history. I, I can't have one. Yeah, I'm one of these people doesn't have one. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's mad. It's a mad culture. But I again. If I was talking about my drinking, uh, you know, in the past when it got, got out of hand and shit, it's like uh, I was always a social drinker. Like, I'm never interested in actual alcohol itself. I'm not interested in drinking at home or anything like that. It's always about the mm. social interaction. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Being in a pub and just all that shit. You know, it's like I, I've definitely got like, um, I can't think of the word, but like I really like 
you know, I'd be like, oh, that, you know, the stool in that place or the floor in that place or the, that, but you know, it's like all these little familiarities you get with places that you go and it's like all the vibe and the noise and all this kind of shit. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. That's what's always got me about that kind of culture rather than actually the alcohol itself. Yeah, because it's, it's never, it's never, and if we then look into the, oh, I'm nerding out here, but the neuroscience and psychology literature about any type of habit which can become detrimental, because that's an addiction, yeah. basically, that a habit Absolutely. or a behavior impacts on our quality of life and becomes very yeah. difficult to control. What you're saying, what you're stating there very clearly is that it's not just the fucking, the pint. There's so no. many sensory, emotional, behavioral components and environmental components all tied in together. And as a species, Absolutely we're agree. super sociable. So going out and having that pint with a mate or going out and like sitting in a park and having a couple of beers, all that yeah, type yeah. of thing. I probably shouldn't be saying this because I'm now getting all G'd up and I'm like, I'm trying not to drink, but there's so much more <laughs> to it than that. Definitely. Than just, Definitely. And, then, and then, you know, you say to people, just stop drinking then. And it's like, it's not that simple for people. It's definitely not that simple. And it's like, again, if it's, it's like, you know, somebody just said to stop doing graffiti, it's like, I've been <laughs> fucking doing it consciously and subconsciously thinking about it and actually doing it for so long. It's like, it doesn't work. Like, you got it, you know, it's like, it's, it is a, you know, the, the pattern is the pattern itself. It's like, fuck me, you know, and it's like, uh, it's in my yeah, DNA. People, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Are you, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a fucking mad one, but yeah, um, again, it's it feels a bit better that people are a bit more honest about that stuff nowadays and talking about it. It feels like there's more, you know, platforms and stuff, you know, there's a little bit more openness about all these kind of addictions and depression and everything, which is important because it's, you know, it's we've all lost mates, which is shit. Do you know what I mean? We've all lost somebody through some kind of shit now at our age. It's fucked. Yeah. And, it's, and it stems from, you know, unresolved trauma. All of it, I believe, is all based on unresolved trauma, 100%. Nailed it. Which essentially is based on dishonesty. If you're not honest with your yourself and your feelings or whatever, then it, it you know it'll just rot you away from the inside out. That's basically how things fucking work in my in my world. Anyway, that's what I think of it. If we could put that on a t-shirt, I know it was a long statement there, but you nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> if we could just put yeah. that bit on a t-shirt and wear it round, I think the open and honesty, I think, is now something where, and this is definitely something I've learned through doing this when i first started toy division i was like oh i mentioned some mental health stuff and i was like oh fuck still this probably that younger version of me that more that younger version being like oh, people are going to realize i'm fucking weak or people are going to realize yeah, that i'm not yeah, like yeah, yeah. a tough fucking but then i was like fuck it you know what i'm just going to be honest and the feedback yeah. that i've had in relation to that has re reaffirmed to me that there's a lot of people out there struggling and especially in the last Definitely. two years with all these fucking... Oh, fuck me, man. And what people yeah, just need me. to know is that it's all right. It's fine to yeah. feel overwhelmed. And like you were saying, you know, we've all got pals who've just not felt like they've had anywhere to turn. And that doesn't mean that we... Because often a lot of us... I, I definitely had this when my mate <coughs> very, most recently passed away through, you know, through suicide. It's always that thing yeah. of like, what could I have done? Could have done more. What could yeah. I have done? What could I have done? What could I have done? But I guess just trying to think way back from that like end point and be thinking, just listening to mates. That's what I always say to people is like, even if you don't get where someone's coming from, with obviously yeah, yeah. reason, if your mate goes, you know what? That Hitler guy, he had some really good ideas. You're like, well, hang on a sec, mate. Hang yeah, on a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. sec. I don't know if we can be pals anymore, but more yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I'm feeling low. Just be like, 
just listen and have a chat rather yeah. than yeah, yeah, yeah. oh fucking sort yourself out stop being a weak cunt come and have a pint yeah yeah um, that's it but yeah, yeah anyway. which clearly doesn't work it's never worked for anybody that no. it's never worked no you know it's a bit like I'm not one of these dudes that wolf whistles are birds, but it's fucking never worked. If you ask the percentages of wolf whistles that have gone out in the world that have actually pulled a bird, it must be like 0. 0.000. You know, <laughs> it just doesn't fucking work, man. So what are you doing? So like, yeah, just saying, oh, fuck it off, get, get fucked. It'd be all right. It's like, don't worry, mate. It's never worked. It's never resolved no. anything. No. Just going, just you know basically I mean? being the epitome of a complete fucking weirdo. Yeah. Just like, yeah. oi, love, exactly. come on. Oi, do you want a fucking peace, love? Just leave me alone, yeah. you fucking okay. slag. Oh. I was like, I know, uh, yeah. good work. But then I would suggest people that are in that mind frame, people that are presenting themselves to yeah, yeah, the yeah. opposite sex or whatever, that there's unresolved trauma there from Definitely. their childhood. It's just all shit screams just insecurities. You know what I mean? It's just that's essentially it's like, yeah, it's like it's mad. It's, again, I think it is a thing when you get old and you just start to, you know, you're analysing your own your own life, your own mind, your whole, you know, the whole time, mm. trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and what, you know, what your purpose is here or whatever. But then I think you just start to look at shit. Like I, you know, it's like somebody could be telling me something, but how mm. they're telling me or what they're doing, it, I, I, that's what I'm looking at. You know, it's like I, I used to, you know, but take things at face value as, you know, we're a lot more complicated and we're a lot more intertwined than that. So, yeah, you know. It's just, this is just amazing how we develop as people or, and just did, you know, when you're young, like you say, you do stupid shit when you're young, and it's like, yeah. say, often to cover something or hide something or whatever it is. And you don't realize. But, um, no, you don't thing. realize. And it's just the norm. Like I was saying, living in Bristol, I was hanging around with yeah. a big, big group of mates, and we were getting hammered, Fucked like yeah. mad hammered. Like I'd finish yeah. work on a Friday, hit the pub, probably not sleep sometimes until like oh. Sunday night yeah it's fucked not eating properly you're eating bad shit I assume you know what I mean just like all that shit if eating at all wrong, I still do it occasionally but it's like fuck it yeah not even at all it's like fuck me man and it's like I've had mates who had severe drinking problems where like you know they'd, they'd buy alcohol over overeating like they literally would be like I fucking yeah. skin mate I can't I've got no food I've been buying booze it's like Jesus Christ man but would never tell you that at the time it's only years later it's like fucking he should have said <laughs> fucking, you know, told me you were that bad or whatever. Like, oh, you know, and it's that's no. the, that's that guilt shame cycle, isn't it? Because again, like I was saying, there's that fine line between go out, yeah. have a drink, have a good time, fucking be the party person. Yeah, oh, yeah, you're fucking, yeah, you're so fucking yeah, yeah, funny yeah. when you're out and about and you've had a few drinks, yeah, but then when you're in the gutter, like spewing yeah. or like at home the next day, like in the total beer fear or you've done something yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. dumb, like the time I rang up my ex-girlfriend and uh, I know she'll oh. never listen to this, but I still, like, I rang her up. I'd been, basically, I'd just been pissed all the yeah. night before. Got up, started drinking again straight away. Went to a party. Ended up getting my dick out of the dinner table. All this mad <laughs> shit. Oh I've changed God. a fair bit. I've changed a fair bit. But anyway, um, <laughs> yeah. and ringing her up. And I don't remember any of this. It's just a complete blank. And that, ringing her up. And the next day she was like, why are you leaving? And I, I was like... Come and pick me up, you fucking whore! Like screaming oh and shouting god. down the phone, and just that feeling of like, oh my god! Like I'm the that is just yeah. horrendous behaviour, horrendous yeah, yeah, behaviour, yeah. and that doesn't then make it like that's not right. That's not. But then I think people have this binary thinking that it's either like, well, if you get drunk and then you do shit, well, that's all right. Or if it's you do pass, that shit, yeah. you should be ashamed of it. And maybe it should yeah, be yeah, actually. Yeah. 
I need to do some work on myself mentally and emotionally. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's interesting, again, on the subject of alcohol, over the COVID thing, mm. I didn't drink for like the first six months. I just didn't bother. Because yeah. at the first, I was one of them dudes um, that was really worried about it. Like, I, I proper, you know, I mean, I'm, again, I don't really want to go into that web hole of, you know, know, this, that, the yeah, other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just kind of, and I just knew it wouldn't suit me. So I just didn't drink for a while, for a good, like, six months. Mm. Uh, but mainly that's because, A, I thought it'd be good for me, but B, it was like, the pubs were open, so I wasn't interested. Do you know what I mean? I wasn't interested in drinking. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's nice to sit in the park and go with your mates or whatever, but yeah. that kind of shit wasn't even happening at first. It was like, you were fucked. You lived in your house and that was it, or whatever it was. Yeah. Fucking crazy. And I actually found I had the opposite. Yeah, so most my, people had the opposite. My self-control and my recovery journey took a yep. massive fucking nosedive. And yep. I very rarely would drink at home on my own very similar scenario yeah. to you where yeah. i it was norm it's and he, even with drugs like i would never i would i wouldn't think about doing various types of drugs on my own anymore no i did no. back in the days when i was a serious addict but yeah being at home and then suddenly these old kind of behaviors kind of popped yeah, back yeah, yeah. up and i was drinking fucking eating weed edibles doing yeah, various yeah. god knows what and i was just fucked but the benefit was that because i could see it from my new perspective i got to about two or three weeks into that heavy drug and alcohol use and i thought hang on a sec this ain't good this ain't this ain't good for me and i need to stop this and thankfully i was able to then restart that kind of that upward slope of change and bringing things and you know there's and this is what i always want to explain to people is you know, there's this idea. It's like you stop drinking tomorrow and you're done. That's it. And if you don't, nah. you're weak because then there's more judgment about that. It's like you are. If you can't stop drinking, if you can't stop doing heroin, if you can't stop sniffing coke, you're yeah, a bad, yeah, yeah. evil person, and you deserve no sympathy. But again, it's yeah. like the mental health stuff. It's complex. It doesn't work. That, that's again, that's, that it just doesn't work. As you know, I mean, I don't know for all comparison to you know your field, but I do know. That you've got to just take baby steps all the time. You got you can't just go right boom. It's like if you're fucking smoke twenty a day, maybe try smoking eighteen, then eventually yeah. try fifteen. That kind of you can't just go none. I mean you can. I mean it's fucking you're making it hard for yourself. Do you know some I mean? people some people do though. But then the, the thing know, is, yeah, it's wild. The thing is, it's the human condition, the world. Like we don't exist in a. I'm getting very philosophical here, but we don't That's live funny. in like a vacuum. We exist as an interconnected species with the planet and each other and societies and cultures and values and beliefs and that's why in some some people can literally they when i when i first i I would try to go to aa didn't really suit me because the place i was going was quite religious orientated and i'm not very religious anyway and there was a guy there who literally his story was that he'd been drinking a lot and doing the heroin and then was like just one day he's like not doing it anymore 20 years and later had, had never touched a fucking drop or wow. touched the needle ever again wow but that's one man that's not or one yeah. person that's not everybody exactly yeah so, and, it, and don't get me wrong that, that kind of attitude could work for some people you know but it's it, mm. I, I feel especially in my experiences like you've got to you've got to be kind of make a plan with yourself you know it's like if you can't fucking run up a mountain it's like you know don't do the biggest one first right now it's like you've got to fucking train you got to fucking do that shit. You got to build on it or whatever. If you've been spending and, um, the last, if you've been spending the last 
four years fucking smoking weed and sitting on the sofa yeah. and watching Netflix, <laughs> yeah. no judgment, no judgment, then you, no probably judgment. Don't, no, no. you probably don't want to go and do an Iron Man. Like, just start going yeah. for walks and cutting down on the spliffs. <laughs> like, small fucking steps, hell, like man. you said, small steps. Yeah, I mean, fuck me, man. I'm I'm 34 now, and Jesus Christ. Well, now you know, obviously, when you're young, you know, you skateboard and you do this, you play football. Now I'm fucked. I need to fucking sort it out. But it's like, again, priorities are different. Things, different responsibilities in life. It's like, yeah, we can always improve. And I totally agree. It's like it's just so difficult to just go. Oh yeah, I'm that guy again. Or yeah, I'll just stop. It's like, mm. fuck you know, man. Do you know, I mean, like like we, you know, likely discussed the last two years. I'm, you know, it's sad. It's been really traumatic for everybody concerned, even if they're not even aware how bad it's been. God knows what's going to fucking happen. We we really do need to, uh, you know, be there for each other and all that shit because it's just going to get fucking worse and it's, it's fucking scary times, man. Proper scary times. And that's something which I think is really important at the moment is people are feeling very divided. The Definitely. And again, like Definitely. you were saying, because we could go into all the... Because I've got a lot yeah. of beliefs and ideas about where this is all going, but I don't want to like. So have I, so have I. And I imagine we're on the same sort of wavelength yeah. again. <laughs> we're, tr- we're transcommunicating through the internet with it, just mind, mind, mind thoughts. Yeah. But um, the thing is, what we really need at the moment is empathy, unity. Yeah, and unity. Yeah, yeah. And this is what we need. This is what the human, again, I'm getting mad philosophical here, but this is what we actually need. Yeah. Totally, totally agree. And again, like just to flip back a few, you know, a few conversations ago, it's like for me when I was a kid, like I got so much sort of like um, freedom and you know, release from being a skateboarder, and that transformed that that sort of world. Then went into the graffiti world, and that was my my kind of escapism, my passion, and my thing, you know. And it's like it, it's interesting how like you know, just yeah, like that kind of it's more than just the graph. It's like and it's like more than. That shit's like it does become you know really unified and it is, it is a good thing to be part of or you know just yeah i don't, I don't really know what's going on but yeah it's um I, I definitely think like division is on the agenda you know at the moment for sure everybody's feeling fucked up and divided and that's the narrative especially in this country it's like fucking hell man the media I, you know i'm assuming it's the same in australia in fact from what we've got it's even worse over there like you're on a real fucking tough time but, um, it is interesting to see how the the North American media has reported it. I remember seeing things like Fox News is saying that Australia has fallen to socialism, and then they're oh, using these like, sake. and then they're using these photos where there was a massive protest um, about the vaccine mandates. And again, that's a whole yeah. subject that I am just, I just don't want to even get into it because it's yeah, fucking, I'm the same boat. I'm the but same boat. just. It but what like a world the, we live in, where it's not even a choice. It's like, fuck me, man, that's crazy. Yeah, and they were using it. We're like, this is what's... So, and all I kept seeing is I try and avoid <coughs> going on Instagram too much because it's a fuckhole of, like, mental... Yes, it is. Definitely. Fucking weirdness. But I, all I remember seeing was, like, comments, that's what happens when the government takes away your guns. It's like... Oh, my what? fucking God. Like... Jesus like Christ, that, man. It's like, oh, I think there's other issues with guns. But anyway, let's move yeah, out yeah. of fixing the world. But I did yeah. I did like the way that we've gone. We've, And this is what a real conversation is. We're talking about yeah, yeah. points which are then feeding into each other. But I think a real good segue would then be, so you, mm-hmm. from what I can see, you've transitioned from being a super cool graffiti writer, wild style, whatever fucking stereotypical <laughs> yeah. thing there is. You know, I've never done fucking, or I've tried done wild style and it yeah, came out yeah, bad yeah. like I have. Um, 
to oh, well, I would say an artist, like actually a skilled artist. How well, did that path? Yeah, but... How did that path kind of start? And how did it? Interestingly progress? enough, like I, again, like I mentioned earlier, like it wasn't like I was into sort of street or anything like that. I, hmm. I generally always was inspired by kind of everything. Like I even as a kid, I'd listen to like you know really old music and new music. I was always I was never like I'm just this guy. I'm just like a hip hop head. Or I'm just like hmm. a graph head, and I'm just like a street letters guy. I was never. I've always wanted to kind of not be in a box. That's the, I hate like, and I've, I've always wanted to um, make my kind of artwork or like, more be like have a, like you can tell it's done by the same person, but it isn't actually the same thing. It's always, mm. but it's collective. So like, I kind of want people to see my paintings that don't necessarily look like my graph, but there'll be something in it, whether it's the shape or the color or something that you can, that it all kind of connects. It's like, I kind of always wanted to make like a, well, just like, just my personality basically, like just, just, just to do something individual and it's not because it's like to do something individual because it's cool it's to do just to be honest and just be like I want to do this is like even when I started like you know tagging and doing this I did used to do I had like a little icon I used to do this little cat in these corners that I used to do and then when I got bored of that or when I got kind of like known for doing that I just stopped doing it that was dead that's gone but it was there you know it's in the past and then it's like right I'll be on to doing this and then I've always had this thing where as soon as I'm starting to get like you know you fall into like doing the same piece over and over again I'll just change it. I'll just that, and I will never go back to it. Like, uh, and that's not like even consciously; it just kind of happens. So I've always wanted to like keep it fresh, keep it entertaining for myself as well. Because if you're just doing the same shit over and over again, it'd be like, like there's dudes who make you know good livings doing artwork, and they just do the same shit. I'd be so fucking bored. But that's just me, you know. I, I, I didn't get into doing artwork to make money or whatever, and that's kind of why, in another way, I've kind of stepped back. Because as you mentioned, when I was. Uh, a kid getting into it, it's like, I was always into artwork <clears throat> and I was always into doing this, that, and the other. And in, a, in the early days, a way to get spray paint is I used to do a lot of youth work in and around Greater Manchester. You know, like going to these really rough areas or, you know, like fucking, I can't remember, like bore stalls or whatever, just doing, just doing shit. But it's a way that I could actually get spray paint because like, there wasn't that many shops that had it and all that. And it was like, you know, you could, you could basically take it from work. You could basically just keep it, you know, whatever. So I was always doing that. And then as I got more into graph, I kind of stepped away from that. And it's like, I, I wasn't, I, 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 always, I never wanted to fall into a trap, which I was definitely doing when I wasn't enjoying myself or wasn't enjoying it. So I just stopped doing it. You know, I just like, I never got into doing any kind of artwork to make money. It just so happened that that started happening. I did some illustration work on some projects that I really wanted to do, but then I found myself doing stuff I didn't want to do. It's like, that's just not me. So I just stopped doing all that shit. So I basically now, I pace myself, you know, I don't go out looking for kind of work or commissions or jobs or anything like that. I have no interest in doing that. But if something good comes around or, you know, somebody's got an idea or a project or whatever, then I'm all ears, you know. Or, but I just kind of want it to be free and honest. And, like, if I don't feel like painting, I won't. Whereas years ago, I kind of felt like, oh, you know, this is who you want. you got to do it all the time. And it's like, that is true. But if I'm not feeling it, I can see it. So I'm like, and I can see it in other people's work. It's like kind of forced and this kind of shit. So I just... I'd rather not do it. I'd rather just, because I don't, like, why, what are you doing it for? It's like, it's supposed to be fucking fun. It's supposed to be, you know, exercising your mind. It's like, you know, you're getting something from it. You know, you're excited to use this kind of, you know, material or utensil or colour. Whereas if you're just fucking doing something boring, it's boring. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. So, again, it's just from doing something for so long, why I do it has completely changed over time. It's, it's never just been this. Do you know what I mean? Well, for me, anyway. Some people it is. You know, they're just into this, they're just into painting trains, and that's amazing. 
But for me, I've always wanted to kind of explore and just just keep myself entertained, basically. You know, uh, and again, a good excuse to travel, good excuse to meet people, um, and that kind of shit. Um, so yeah, that's that's kind of how I sort of got into doing artwork as like a job. But I don't do that as a as an income nowadays. What I actually do now is I buy and sell and restore vintage cars, and that kind of that kind of like um, buying and selling has always been in like my fi- my sort of family history. Um, my dad used to be, I'd have chip shops and all that, and he used to sell fireplaces and shit. Uh, and even at school, I used to like sell fucking whatever, never never drugs, always like iPods or whatever I could get my hands on. Mm-hmm. And um, the car hustle <clears throat> happened because I always wanted a vintage car, back from the 60s or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I did this big com- commercial job for um, Umbro, I think it was at the time. Yeah. And it was like in Manchester, we painted this big building on like cranes and shit. And like that just stuff didn't happen. Like it was in London, it was everywhere, but in, in Manchester, that just never happened. And um, it was a good job and I bought this car. And then I literally had no money. So I'd like, I'd have to sell the car. And then I'd, with that money, I'd like, you know, get in my studio, make some artwork, do an exhibition, sell the work, buy another car. And that was this pattern I was doing for a few years. Mm. And then I accidentally kind of made money on selling the car. And I thought, fucking that's easy than doing X, X, Y, Z. And just carried on with that. And you know, before I knew it, I had two, three, you know, I've, I've had loads. I've, I've sold cars all over the world, you know, to like fucking Japan and shit. Cause again, I'm interested in buying things that aren't run of the mill. I'm interested in like interesting cars, not necessarily the most expensive shit, but like it's just something a bit unusual, just something a bit different. That's what kind of catches my shit. And I've always kind of, like I've mentioned before, to me, the shapes and the design or whether it's the interior or the exterior, that kind of flows into like, in my mind, like my artwork, my graph, it's all kind of similar. It's, you know, I'm keeping my interests, you know, in this, in this big world, but it's, it's all kind of got a certain feel to it. That's, that's the way I kind of see it. Sending stuff um, to Japan. That must cost a yeah. fair amount of shipping. <clears throat> Nothing to do with me. Like I've had, when, when I've, I've sold like, because obviously I'm based in Manchester, but I've sold cars yeah. to like European market people. Like obviously now we got Brexit, which is fucked. And most people do just come, you know, from down the road and buy shit or from London mm. or whatever. But in the odd times when I was first starting, it was like harder to, you know, like the internet was there and people were buying cars, but people really wanted to see shit. Whereas now we live in an age where with this whole pandemic, people don't want to see shit. They just want to pay for it and you yeah. send it to them. They yeah. want to like, yeah, it's mad. But like, I sold like cars to like, so I do in Malta, bought a couple of cars and Belgium and shit, but I wouldn't do any of the transport. I'd just be like, look, here's the thing. Here's all the videos, here's yeah, yeah. the photos. You pay me, but it's here and you guys can come and get it. So I've never actually dealt with the kind of export side uh-huh. of things. Um, but so what, the cars what, have gone that far. So what car, uh, this is what I find interesting. It well, it's all very interesting because yeah, yeah. I but what car do you drive at the moment? I well I drive a, a range of cars I'm honest. I mean like uh so everything I've got to buy hmm. I make sure it's fucking working. Also say like I get in here and like the you know the indicators aren't working, the brakes are shit, and then um I like to get them right and then I like to enjoy them and then I like to move them on. So everything I've ever owned I've actually driven for either, you know, whether it's two weeks or whether it's two years. I've always i like again I have that kind of passion where it's a bit like using a fucking fat cap and then it's a bit like using a fucking really nice mop on it you know it's like oh you're like, Ooh. You're like you, get, you get like an itch for oh i want a fucking fast car i want a fucking little thing or whatever um so i drive i drive an xjs is my daily car like an old jag xjs which is pretty cool but it's uh that's like reliable um and i've got like other shit like i've got like uh an old three-wheeler that i drive around and it's like totally fucked like it looks like it's been in the sea for like 50 years 
Um, so I drive around with that, and I've had can that. You, sorry to dive in. Can you just describe what a three wheeler is? Because I know that the, 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 the clue is in the name, but yes, some because I, I know that people listen to this and they're quite mm-hmm. young. They might, I think, someone yeah, yeah, mentioned yeah. the other day, and they're like fifteen in the US, and they'd be like, "What the hell is a goddamn three wheeler?" Right, um, a three wheeler is super interesting. So basically, it's a it's a three wheeled car. So you've got two at the back, one at the front. Now, these are the other thing that's interesting about them is 95% of the ones, so let's say from the 60s, they're all made out of fucking plastic. They're not made out of metal. So the bodies are literally made out of fiberglass. So if you fucking like kicked it, you kick a hole through it. Like it's fucked. And when we were kids, they like they were like the shittiest car in the world that anybody, anybody could own because they technically weren't even classed as a car. So in the 60s and shit, all the miners used to get them because like the actual people who worked down the mines because you could run them on a motorbike license because it technically wasn't a car. So it was dead cheap to run. Like you put fuel in them and they go forever. Like, they, you know, they're like a novelty thing. Yeah. But um, so, I, yeah, like I say, and I, I kind of like that. I love driving something that's really shit. Like that is shit. And I'm like, fucking hell. After about a week of that, I'm like, fuck that. And I'll get something <laughs> into something nice like the Jag and I'm like, fucking hell, it's got electric windows and shit. It's amazing. Do you know what I mean? And then I'll be like, kind of want to get that feeling back of, bit like you know i want to do an outline with a stock cap that's a bit messy and then i want to do something a bit tighter it's like i just want to you know if i have that luxury or that ability to enjoy that kind of process of mixing it up whether it's you know that's why we don't all wear the same clothes every day do you know what i mean it's like just little things you're like oh well, i wear those trainers today or i wear these pairs you know it's just keeping it fresh if you you know keeping it interesting and like appreciating what these things give you and what you get from them do you know what i mean is for me it's the same with doing artwork it's like you know, as I say, if, and if I don't want to fucking do it, I just won't do it. But um, if I do, then, you know, I will. But um, it's good just to find things as well. Again, like back to the skateboarding, back to the graffiti slides. Mm. I do travel the country, like, to go and find these these things. And whether it's just on the internet, like eBay or whatever, or old magazines and shit, like, I still look at things because a lot of the people who are selling them are, like, old people. Yeah. So it's like you're dealing with people who don't necessarily deal with the internet. You know, they're like... They only ever put the cards in the newspaper. They only ever put this in there. And it's like, just interesting. You Like, like Graf, you meet so many fucking mad dudes and like crazy situations and just like mad fucking treasures, man. Like people have got some mad shit. Like, like it's just crazy. Crazy. So one thing that people may have an awareness of, and I think this is quite a British thing, but the comedy from the probably the 80s only fools and horses yeah that, that main car was a three-wheeler, That's a three-wheeler. Yeah. so i've got the same car as that except mine's what's called a saloon so mine isn't a van mine's got like a fucking you know a back window let's say like in a boot and this is but going into is nerd different. mode because my grand yeah because yeah. i have a history in my family of um builders laborers my dad's an ex like royal engineer in the army so has an awareness of like but then he then went from that to police which you can imagine wasn't the the best combo but anyway (laughs) anyway, that's a whole other (laughs) podcast episode um and they they were often into like sorting cars out and back in the days where it was like people would actually like i remember going out my dad would just be like working on the car or whatever but they always told me that three wheelers they had a habit of i don't know this this is correct oh but yeah, dude, man, they tip. Over. I've never tipped mine over, but yeah, it's a fucking thing. I never you just read my mind. Well. You just when read we my were mind. kids, <laughs> yeah. if somebody still had one of them on the roads, often when you were pissed, you'd push it over, like you'd rock it, and it'd fucking douche because they don't weigh anything. Like I, I, I'm not a fucking strong dude, 
I could pick the front of that car up and like fucking move it. Like it's made out of plastic. It's fucking ridiculous. Like if, if you had a crash in it, touch would it be, be fucking game over. The wonders but, of youth thinking that flipping yeah. a car over is funny. I used to fucking think it was the best thing ever. I think we only did about two, but yeah, it was like, oh, this is three wheel, I've got to fucking push it over. That's just what went on. So the dude in the morning would go, fuck's sake, I'll have to just push it back on his wheels and fuck off. And Do you know what I mean? It's like, geez. Then traveling again, the country, like, I was sorry, carry on. Yeah, I just, again, like, it's just good to, like, like I was trying to make that connection with, like, you know, just different stuff. It's like, I can really appreciate, like, really nice, well built cars, and I can appreciate shit that's crap. It's like I get this different things from different things, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, the whole with the skating, with this, with that, it's always like I've always just been kind of, you know, uh, kind of wanted to, I've never never worked in like an office or whatever. I had like a shit job in Tesco when I was a kid for a yeah. bit and I just, I never liked that kind of nine to five situation. So I've always right. just wanted to sort of kind of make my own money on my own terms. You know, I don't necessarily need to have a lot. It's just I need to, I want to have the time and I want to do it my way or if I can, you know what I mean? And, Obviously, if things change, then I'd happily take a normal job, you know, or whatever it is. But for the time being, I've been managed to get away with this since I left school, really. So just sort of carrying on that kind of uh, just out and about, just, you know, getting things and fucking making them work again and, uh, you know, having fun, really. And I think that's, that's a very interesting point you made about... Um, I mean, for me, I my first jobs were working in multiple supermarkets, and then yeah. I, you know, my drug drug and alcohol problems meant that I wasn't really able to do. I was working in call no, centres, all that type of shit. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I got to my late twenties, decided I wanted to be a therapist because I wanted to amazing help yeah. people. I want to help people, and uh, life experiences have meant that I've actually then got probably a bit more insight than quite a lot of other therapists. Not all, but you know, probably have. Anyway. Um, and the whole nine to five thing, I, I that was me for a long time. And I remember just being yeah, like, yeah. I fucking hate there's, this. There's, this is shit. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. If it suits no. you, if it doesn't suit you, then that's the problem. You're like, then it's not for you, man. But if it's if you're cool with it, and some people, like you say, that kind of structure is really good for a lot of yeah. people. But for a lot of people like yourself and me, it's like, fucking hell, man. It's just, nah, not happening. And because yeah. I now run my own therapy service, and this is with the realisation. Yeah, yeah. And this is another thing, which I don't know if you've seen, I'm sure they... I don't know if they meant they would mention this in the UK and the TV, but fuck no, it's not that I really watch TV news ever because that's the whole other. Uh, yeah, I mean, I try, hole. but it still fucking gets in there, man. I mean, <laughs> it's not getting you. It's getting you, you somehow. It fucking does, man. Like in the US, how they've there's been like four or five million people that have resigned from their jobs, but then yeah, 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 quit, yeah. Not, the big quitting or whatever. The big quit. People are going. Yeah. Actually, these jobs are just bullshit. Yeah, and this fucking pattern that's been going on is dog shit. <laughs> like. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, that's what I mean. There's a few really positive things that have come out from this fucking madness, but the majority, obviously, is really outweighed and completely dog shit. But yeah, no, I did see that. And apparently a lot less people are watching the news and shit in America. Thank fuck. Apparently. Yeah, I know, fucking hell. And I don't like telling people what to do, but basically no. don't don't read. Like, be informed, but don't yeah. base your worldview on fucking corporation-driven news no. or reading. No. And if you're in the UK, now I'm, I'm, I am going to tell people what to do. Sorry. Don't buy the sun. Don't buy yeah, the sun. Don't, don't, the sun. don't you... You see how angry my voice just went yeah. there. Don't you fucking dare read the Daily Mail. If you do, yeah, don't man, ever listen to Toy Division man. ever again because I know that people... I don't want to, I am being judgmental. Don't read that fucking shit. Don't yeah, read yeah, that. You can yeah. see how yeah. angry I'm getting. Yeah. Because good. it's... Oh, well, it's good to it's, get angry about shit. It's, cons fucking... it's conservative, corporation-driven yeah. 
drivel, yeah. to warp your yeah. mind into hating the other. And what we yeah. need at the moment is we need unity. Yes, we do. And it, unfortunately, the, the media and all that shit, and that narrative has been doing a very good job because this country is fucking mad. I mean, it should be so fucking... It's fucking crazy. Like, and people are really... Like, I'm aware that in a lot of things, I'm very contradictory. People contradict themselves in so many ways at the time. Mm. But it's good to step, step back and actually notice that. But it's yeah. like this whole fucking... Oh, God, yeah, we don't need to get into like the whole Brexit thing. Like, it's all forgotten about that shit. No one's asked about that. Now. It's like, fucking hell, man. Main thing that really like, fucked me off about that was, and this is going to be so selfish, that no, no, if I want to go and interrail, I've got to get yeah, fucking but... visas and shit to go into Europe Dude, now. I know it's way more complex hell. than that, but I'm like, ah. Oh, it is, it is way more complex. But like, if, if they fucking told the, the, the mass media, you know, that kind of shit, people might have... Because I think like the most Google thing in, on the planet in all this country was what does Brexit mean the day yeah. after the vote came in? Yeah. Like people didn't even fucking know what they were voting for. It was a, definitely like an anti, it was like a racist thing. Like, oh, you know, we're not going to let these immigrants. And it's like, we're all fucking immigrants. We've got, we've got to help these people who are fucked. You know what I mean? What, what's the what's the point otherwise? They're not the reason why Mac. everyone's fucking losing, not. No. losing no jobs way. and in poverty. It's not no. people that are mentally ill. It's not people that are fucking no. intellectually disabled. It's not people fleeing war and persecution nope. and execution. It's the people right at the top fucking laughing at us all. Just yeah. anyway. Greedy fuckers getting another yacht and all that shit. It's disgraceful. And then like you say, like they have the audacity to fucking make the idiots. And then, you know, I'm just talking about everybody. To fucking blame, oh, it's them. They just fucking buy it. They never go, no, it's what the fuck are you guys doing? Do you know what I mean? And like the, the, the you know, the parody or whatever the word is, the pantomime of the UK government is just unbelievable now. It's like, I can't even believe like the majority of these people in the country can't just see it. It's just a complete farce. It's just, it's just a fucking, it's, it's, it's false. It's completely false. I think the the fucking dude, that Boris guy is a fucking joke, man. And like he ain't winning shit. He ain't doing shit. But he's a bloody nice guy. Oh, he's a good yeah. laugh. Oh, yeah. So he was, oh he's, yeah, he's charismatic. It's like he's charming or whatever. It's like he's a fucking knob. What about all that mad shit they do with all the, you know, fucking pigs and the Hitler shit? They're mad. What the fuck? These people should be no way near telling anybody what to do. It's getting me so fucking angry. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe I'll go and drink that, another man. coffee and chill the fuck out. Yeah. Um, so yeah. thank you for giving me uh, affirmation because the other thing is, is that. I don't even know that's the right term, affirmation, whatever. But confirming that, you know, I yeah, was yeah. watching something last night, and again, don't. I, again, another. I don't like telling people what to do. Don't watch stuff which is like emotionally confronting before you go to bed. Because I was watching yeah. something about the indigenous population of Australia in the sixties and yeah. the seventies, and how persecuted yeah. and hated on they were, and labelled as like yeah. alcoholics and thieves, and you know. Oh yeah, that shit still fucking sticks in this country. Bullshit. Of course, it's like all the Irish are fucking pissheads and. Australians are this and the French are this. It's fucking garbage. Yeah. And that's it's the fucking, saddest yeah. thing so, sorry, is, but... the saddest thing is, is that, that it's, you convince a population who are being held down by the ruling classes, the, you know, the, these yeah. days it's corporations, big farm, all that type of stuff. You convince them that the government are their best mates. So we're talking about in yeah. the, the UK, the, you know, my, I'm talking about my granddad, he is, Daily Mail, Sun, yep. reading, working yep. class, who just regurgitates what he reads in those yep. newspapers. That is and his I imagine he's very angry, a bit pissed off. Do you know what I mean? He's yeah. like, yeah. And Jeremy Corbyn's Jeremy Corbyn oh, was a communist, and fucking it's socialism, oh, and it's like, 
anyway, we could go on about this for ages. So of we've course, opened up a whole fucking Pandora's box. But one thing I would ask then to bring this to an end, because I need to actually go to work. But um, okay, and you probably. I don't know what time you go to bed, but it's only nine. It's not, yeah, no, no, I'm all right, yeah, I'm all right. All right, yeah. cool, all right. <laughs> not like me, some old man. Oh, I'm going to go to bed at <laughs> 9 p.m. Getting there, man. Um, getting there. So in terms of then, if someone was just getting into graph, like someone maybe yeah. has seen, I don't know, it's a very different landscape that we, Definitely. When, the era when we got into it, maybe someone's found a one-up video, just pick. Yeah, yeah. Don't start putting up one-up newbie because yeah. just because you've seen it doesn't mean you can be in one up because a lot of people yeah, think that's that they've, so if they've seen something or maybe they've had the blessing of blessing i guess of seeing a copy yeah, of yeah. subway art or something yeah, what yeah, advice yeah. could yeah. you give like one bit of advice to that young person or that newbie that's they're just getting into it from your years <laughs> of experience it's a tough one. I mean, obviously, I'd say just fucking just get into it and enjoy it. Just fucking do it for the right reasons. Don't do it to fucking and most uh, try and get out of this habit. But for me, again, it's just my age. So it's like don't just don't take photos of yourself and your face and all that shit. That'll come back to don't don't do it. That's never a good idea. Uh, and just fucking just be on it. Just be open about it. Like don't be scared to fucking try some new shit and just fucking enjoy it. And like like we was talking before we were recording. It's like starting out you know like you know you look back and you're like embarrassed it's like they were the best times man it's like when you like they were the best times when you're doing the shittiest pieces kind of the worst tags you know you're like embarrassed to see them it's like it was it's great looking back you know what i mean it's it's uh just enjoy like kind of the the learning experience and again just just fucking for me i just go into it you know positively not negatively like i wouldn't go into it like i'm gonna just destroy loads of people's shit and do this it's like just fucking go out and enjoy it go and have a laugh do you know what i mean and it's alternatively, just try not to get too fucked up because we, you know, all the cultures we're talking about, skateboarding, graffiti, whatever. Unfortunately, we all are, most of us are like fucking party dudes and we all hit it too hard. And it's like, yeah, try, try and be balanced with that shit. Do you know what I mean? And just fucking, you know, just be sensible. Enjoy yourself and fucking definitely get Subway art and spray can art. That's, that's all you really need, isn't it? I think so they're, they're the two Bibles for me. And watch um, Dirty Hands 3 and then be like, fuck, yes. I need to go all over Europe and, and fucking do... And that fucking um, airy rate, man. The fucking oh. Rillo panel. Jesus. Just watch have you, that. Have you seen the, like, thing on Instagram where it's um, Simon Cowell Best kind thing. of sitting there loving it? It's like yeah. me and my mates loving seeing Rillo, um, SDK. And I, I yeah. was watching that and just thinking, I remember watching that, like, on repeat and thinking, yeah, how does he fucking... use... How do you? How does yeah. he use fat caps like that? Yeah, I, I know, I know. I'm, I'm fortunate enough. Funnily enough, the, one of my first panels I ever did on the back of uh, what's it? On the, I think it's Overground One or over. I think it's Overground One. On the back of it, yeah. there's a Rillo or Rillo panel that's like peach fill, bit of red in it, blue background, white double, and I think it's like a dark brown outline rather than black. I mean, it's black. I literally nicked that color scheme for my first like proper panel, like. <laughs> And it, if I showed it yet, I mean, it's like a shit version, obviously, you know. I mean, it wasn't the worst panel I've ever done, but it, and it was big. But I just literally used that colour scheme. Like, I just, I like, like, even like, yeah, yeah, love it. And unfortunately enough, I happened to meet one of the dudes um, and I've actually got a fucking Rillo signed the page in my book. It's fucking sick. Wufka. Because um, I know that Icaros guy from, uh, yeah, so pretty amazing. I love that. I love that fucking video, man. Writers United, fucking crazy! Oh my god, just all that shit and uh, that that dude fucking just doing the massive that is it like logist or whatever? How do you say that? Like weird, like long word at the time. He's just like 
doing their mop tags in the fucking on the subways. <laughs> Same video. It's just the best shit, wasn't it? Like it was fucking amazing. Oh, mate, I'm so, so yeah, dude up on graph after this just conversation. Now I need to switch into like therapist mode and not be going, yeah, fucking, you know those o'clock tags in dirty hands too. And yeah, you know yeah, those bits yeah. have oh, area God. eight, and you know that bit. Of... So I'm, I'm gonna bring this to a close to then go and meditate and like move my mind out of the amazing. graffiti world. So this has been an amazing conversation and I really appreciate your honesty. Nice one. I feel been, like I've just babbled on a bit, but hopefully there's some good bits you can use in there. Do you know what I mean? Um, but no, it's been a pleasure, man. And ho- hopefully I'll hear from you again. And I-, I look forward to hearing it. And you know, keep doing what you're doing. It's fucking rad. Do you know what I mean? And it's you know, it's a positive thing. And uh, again, I appreciate you. The conversation like reminding me of all that shit they've not spoken about for fucking ten years. Do you know what I mean? So on that note, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop recording. So that's episode 82 done and dusted. We covered a lot of subjects there really interesting to hear today's guests insight into style you know thinking that no matter how good we get at something we're still not very good and also you know being very open and honest about drinking culture mental health and you know how shit the fucking conservatives and or tories are in the uk so fuck the tories and fuck you boris johnson you fat inbreed cunt Anyway, deep breath. So if you want to support Toy Division, bringing all this stuff to the often macho, tough person, tough guy, graffiti world, support us on Patreon. That can be really helpful and you can decide how much you can afford on that. So that's www.patreon.com forward slash Toy Division podcast. Also, just share episodes with your mates. Follow us on social media, Toy Division 2 on Instagram. And... Yeah, as I said at the beginning, there's still magazine copies left, so go and buy a Slamdor mag. And also, if you've got some Tangara flicks with actual pieces on them, not just of the trains, get in contact and submit for issue two. Enough of my waffling. Peace out. Toy Division. <laughs>